You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. You know what it is. It's your boy Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. the Spittin' Statistician. And you are listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Of course, big shout-out to all our sports byline affiliates around the country and the American Forces Radio Network around the world. Service men and women getting a little taste of home. Speeds, the Spittin' Statistician, helping them win their leagues and win that cash. I got my man Donnie Burns with me on the ones and twos, the love doctor to basketball correspondent. We're going to keep our conversation going about the NBA playoffs. Y'all were talking about how the Warriors and the Cavs were going to sweep their way to the finals. That is now a moot point. We're going to get into that. We're going to also get into what should the actual Boston Celtics do with Isaiah Thomas, who looks like maybe having hip surgery. Will he get a max deal? Does he get traded? All that and more later up on the Fantasy Freestyle. But that's actually our poll question. So you could get at us this hour if you want. You could holler at us at 844-843-6879. You could also engage with us on Twitter. That is our poll question about the Celtics and Isaiah Thomas. Get us at FNTSY Radio on Twitter. You could also always ask me questions, follow me, whatever you want, at Spittin' Speeds on Twitter. After that basketball talk, listen, we have some more Conor McGregor, Floyd, Mayweather news that we're going to catch you guys up on over the weekend. And listen, with Donnie Burns, we're going to talk NBA playoffs, but there was also some very interesting things happening with Enos Cantor, Oklahoma City Thunder, you know, forward center, big man uh, in his native, um, you know, after things he said about his native country in Turkey, and he was traveling on his 25th birthday. Very interesting story there. And the last thing is... Remember, Deep Jewel 16 happened over the weekend. That's that MMA in Japan. We'll let you know what happened to the 12-year-old Momo. Um, all that and more when we're coming back here on the Fantasy Freestyle. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician. I'm going to give you my starting lineup. We're going to put the fun in functional sports radio, and we're going to get into our normal cypher with Donnie Burns, the love doctor. A lot of stuff to get into, okay? So check it out. We're going to take a quick break when we come back. Tune in for all the good fun. In the meantime, when we're on break, answer the poll question, all right? We'll be right back. Dane Martinez, Speeds, the Spitting Statistician, Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Yes, yes. Welcome back now to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I'm your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician, holding you down with my man, Donnie Burns, so hot that we sweat steam, giving you what you need to win your leagues and win that cash. Let's start it off on Major League Baseball. I got a couple of news and notes to get you involved in what's going on at the first day of the week. We got nine games going on, but uh, you need to know after the weekend, you know, some injuries, some changes. So first of all, Joe Ross is set to rejoin the 
the Washington Nationals rotation tomorrow in a Tuesday start. Remember, earlier in the season, he got demoted. There was no injury here, but maybe he was, uh, you know, that case where sometimes guys go back down to the minors, work some things out, keep an eye on that. Joe Ross rejoining the Nationals rotation tomorrow. Phil Hughes, on the other hand, has a shoulder injury. He's going on the 10-day DL for the Minnesota Twins. This is a guy that, you know, has had some success there with Minnesota, but not for a while. He will be on the DL. I never like seeing shoulder injuries with starting pitchers. Speaking of which, Taiwan Walker, he's going to the DL for the Arizona Diamondbacks. This, however, this is a blister issue. So you never know. You see how Rich Hill struggles with blisters, reoccurring blisters. Now Taiwan Walker to the DL. I tell you what, I'd rather it be a blister issue for Taiwan Walker than some of the foot issues he was dealing with last year with Seattle. He may just miss one start. Remember, a lot of teams are also using that 10-day DL to kind of, you know, just roster management. The Dodgers, speaking of roster management, the Dodgers have optioned Julio Urias to AAA. I was saying all last week about how the Dodgers are doing this for roster management, not only sending people up and down to AAA using the options, but using the 10-day DL. And word has come back that Kenta Maeda may be coming back this week. This is the way they're doing it. You know, I've said that they're using a de facto six-man rotation. This week is going to be Maeda back and Urias down. Watch what happens next week. We'll, we'll speculate a little bit on that a little bit later on in the show. But also over this weekend... Since last time I guys t- was able to talk to you guys on Friday, Brian McCann, catcher for the Houston Astros, has gone on to the seven-day concussion DL, so you never like to see that. We hope that uh, Brian McCann is okay. That means probably a lot of at-bats for Evan Gaddis this week in week-long leagues. you got to love that one. The Braves also. Remember on Friday's show, I gave you diamonds and fugazis, people to consider at first base if you were replacing the output that you were getting from Freddie Freeman. I gave you names like Justin Smoke in Seattle. I gave you, I think it was Logan Morrison in Tampa. I gave you Justin Bohr in Miami. All of those guys are doing it. But the Braves knew they needed to make a move themselves. And they acquired from the St. Louis Cardinals Matt Adams to kind of, you know, be a two, three-month stopgap for Freddie Freeman. Right now, Matt Adams is owned in only 4% of leagues. He made his debut for the Braves yesterday. He is hitting fifth in that lineup behind Matt Kemp. I am telling you right now, this guy is a prime candidate to be one of those guys like a Jay Bruce, like a Yonder Alonso, who all of a sudden will embrace the idea of launch angle and getting the ball up in the air. That's what Matt Adams does. There's so much data backing that up this year as the approach for a lot of people. Here's the other thing. You heard me last week talk about SunTrust Ballpark and talk about how balls are flying out of SunTrust. I think this is an opportunity for Matt Adams. He is only 4% owned. I think in the middle of that lineup, that could be a very intriguing pickup. He's only 4% owned. Go out and look to see if Matt Adams is someone who you can use to get some power. Cuba outfielder. Luis Robert. He also signed what is reported to be a 25 to $30 million deal with... The Chicago White Sox. Keep an eye out on him. Remember, they have other young studs as well. I think Mancata in that organization. This is a 19-year-old kid who is looking to be an elite-level talent. The White Sox signed the Cuban import, Luis Robert. Dallas Keuchel, he goes on to the 10-day DL over the weekend for the Houston Astros. He has a pinched nerve in his neck. What a shame because Keuchel 
has been awesome. 7-0 and with a sub-2 ERA. We're hoping that this is another case where he just misses just that one start. Um, the Astros may be able to just sit him down and get him back in short order. You know who will not be pitching in the big club anytime soon for the Detroit Tigers is Anibal Sanchez. He was sent down to AAA. <laughs> I think this is a viable option for him. I mean, he had a 9 ERA. His whip was over 2. That means he's given up over 2 walks or hits for every inning he is pitching. The Tigers have set down Anibal Sanchez. One other roster move to let you guys know about. C.J. Cron also sent down to AAA by the Angels. Interesting, though. He had a grand slam on Sunday against the Mets. And then his reward for that gets sent down to the minors the next day. I mean, it's still a justified move so far in the season with about 25 games in for him. He has just a 586 OPS. So there are your news and notes. What I also want to do is tell you about what happened with my predictions over the weekend. I hold myself accountable here on the Fantasy Freestyle. This way you know for sure that Speeds, the spitting statistician, is a way for you to win your leagues and win that cash. I was smoking over the win- over the weekend giving you starting pitchers. On Friday, I told you that the way to potentially beat Chris Sale, even though he was on that 10 strikeouts streak, I told you the way to do it was maybe going down to a 3,000 to out. Alex Wood, who was priced at 8900 on FanDuel. What did he do? I told you he had 29 strikeouts in his last 16 innings pitched. I told you I liked him at home against the against the Rays. What did he do? Seven and a third innings pitched. Scoreless innings at that. Got the quality start. Got the win. Struck out four. That was nice if you listen to me on Friday. On Saturday, when Scherzer was going, I said the way to beat him was with Robbie Ray. How I liked Robbie Ray in San Diego. I liked his K upside, and I liked that ballpark factor. What Robbie Ray do on Saturday. He went seven and two-thirds of scoreless baseball against the Padres and he struck out six, got you a quality start, got you a win. And then on Sunday, I told you that you Darvish was going to probably be part of the chalk. I told you, however, I liked going back to the Dodgers that I liked Brandon McCarthy against against uh, the Marlins, who had TBD as their starter going into the weekend. What McCarthy do? Six innings pitched, one earned run, struck out five, got you a quality start and a win. That's what I do here, help you win your leagues and win that cash. So you might ask yourself, Self, who does Speeds thinks I should play on Monday? The answer is clear. There are three power starters at the top of the leaderboard, at the top of, you know, that are the most expensive. Okay, those are Zach Greinke at 10300 on FanDuel. He's got a great matchup, okay, of fading that, that, that Chicago White Sox, I believe it is. I love that matchup. Here's the only thing, and, I, and you know Zach Greinke, you know this. He gives me anxiety. I don't like that. I don't like him, the anxious times for Zach Greinke, or paying up 10300 on FanDuel. There's also Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole has been a beast, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about Garrett Cole because I think he's on the trade block. I think he's on the trade block, and he's going to go to one American League contender. I don't know if it's going to be the Astros or the Yankees, but we're going to talk a little bit more about Garrett Cole and his value as a trade asset uh, on tomorrow's show, on tomorrow's Fantasy Freestyle, but I think he's a viable option at 9,800 against the Braves. The only thing is, I don't like that SunTrust Park. I've told you guys a while 
you know, all last week that there are homers going left and right out of SunTrust Park. You have to be a ground ball pitcher to be successful there like Marcus Stroman was last week. Garrett Cole with his power fastball, he might give up some home runs. So where am I going? I'm going with Michael Pineda at 8,700 tonight for the New York Yankees. I have been telling you for weeks now, fading the Kansas City Royals and that offense. I like the Yankees at home. Um, Pineda has had good home road splits. The Yankees are 13 and six at home. They're up against Jason Vargas, a guy who they rocked in their last outing last week. I like New York Yankees starter Michael Pineda tonight at 8,700. That is Speed's starter for your starting lineup. That's what I do. And here's the thing. Here's another way to be uh, locked in. The RotoExperts.com exclusive edge in-season fantasy baseball package. It's your ultimate bench coach for the 2017 season. Stay ahead of the pack with our in-depth statistical breakdowns, trend analysis, and player insights. You can become a waiver wizard. You can learn how to scan the numbers like a Roto scientist. We help you set the ideal lineups every week. And this season, you get a built-in fantasy training staff with our new injury advisor, powered by InsideInjuries.com. Get the RotoExperts.com exclusive edge in-season fantasy baseball package now and start soaring to the top of the standings. Also, if you enter promo code free radio, you get a special discount at checkout. Now, what else do you need? That's what we do here on the Fantasy Freestyle. That's what we do on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. When we come back, I'm going to be bringing in my man, Donnie Burns, the love doctor. We're going to be talking NBA playoffs and all sorts of other good fun stuff here in the cypher on the Fantasy Freestyle here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You got some time. Answer the poll. Holler at your boy, 844-843-6879 if you want. We'll be right back after this. You know what it is. It's your boy, Dane Martinez. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We are here. Big shout-out to our sports byline affiliates around the country and, of course, to the American Forces Radio Network. This way, the service men and women get a little taste of home, helping them win their leagues and win that cash. I got not only Donnie Burns with me. It sounds like I got the Night Owl with me as well. JP, who we got in the building? Because, you know, we got a little bit of stuff to talk about in the cypher. I need my boy, Donnie. Burns, we got to talk NBA playoffs, but first, let me give you some news and notes from in the NFL real quick, okay? Uh, Darrell Revis, it has been said he is not going to be disciplined by the NFL. He has been cleared of those charges stemming from a Pittsburgh bar earlier in the offseason. The NFL comes out today and says they will not discipline Darrell Revis. A lot of people thought when that story came out that it was a little out of character for Darrell Revis, and so now it comes back there will be no discipline handed out by the NFL because of that incident. OTA is starting for a bunch of teams this week, and this is going to be a relatively slow point of time in the NFL calendar for the next two or three months. I'm going to tell you, we're going to get a lot of stories that I call, I like to abbreviate the GSHOL, which is the greatest shape of his life kind of stories. All the things that we are going to be hearing right now about football players are how they look great. He's in the greatest shape of his life. He looks quick. He looks like he's so much better than he was last year. He's so healthy coming off of XYZ injury. That's the kind of stuff, that's the kind of crap we are going to hear from teams left and right for the next couple of months. And to be quite honest, if we don't hear that about somebody, that's when I am concerned. For example, Lions 
Lions are saying that running back Amir Abdullah looks great and may have a featured role this year with the Lions. Great. That and a Metro card gets me home after doing this episode of Fantasy Freestyle. The Dolphins are saying, your boys, Donnie Burns, your Dolphins are saying that wide receiver Devontae Parker looks like, quote unquote, he can dominate. Guess what? Guess what, Donnie? That's exactly what we should be hearing about everybody on that wide receiving core right now. If we are not hearing that about Devontae Parker, if we were not hearing that about Jarvis Landry, I would be concerned. Much like, what's his name? Leontae Carew out of Rutgers on that squad. That's the only person that we're not hearing about. That's what I'd be worried about. Second year wide receiver for the Washington football team, Josh Dotson. Yep, he's surprisingly ahead of schedule from his Achilles injury, and he's going to be a full go for OTAs. Of course that's what we're hearing. Same thing with Chiefs running back Kareem Hunt. He's the third round pick. He's looking so impressive that he could give Spencer Ware a run as the feature back. Of course that's what we're going to hear. We're going to keep hearing that about a lot of players over the next month or two. So let's shift gears to the NBA playoffs and the conference finals. So I bring in the love doctor and my basketball correspondent, Donnie Burns. Let's start first here in the Western Conference. I told you I didn't have it at the beginning of the show. I can now confirm Kawhi Leonard is in fact out for game four in San Antonio. We got Kevin Durant and Steph rolling. Quite frankly, Don, is there any reason to expect anything other than the end of the San Antonio Spurs season tonight at home at the Alamo? Uh, probably not. Here's the thing. You know, Pop is very, a pedigreed coach, and you probably you got to think he's thinking into next year already. It, right. Long-term he, health under, for Kawhi. He's been to championships before. He knows how to take care of his guys. He's looking towards next year, much like right. a, a Belichick would if that's the same situation. He's looking towards next year. The Warriors are going to win this. So let me ask you this, man. If we do, in fact, advance the Warriors to the NBA Finals, I got two questions for you. Um, one... How are we going to get my man Clay Thompson to get off a little bit more? See, here's the thing. Didn't he not even make any all-NBA teams either? Right, think- and that was certainly a motivating factor for LeBron and the MVP on Friday, it looks like. So yeah, you think, what, LeBron he's just motivated? Top three? I think so, and here's the thing. Clay, in my opinion, at times is, is probably the second best player on that team. I don't know who I would put first at the time. But he's but kind of been a at, lost man for these yeah, playoffs. at times, because you always speak highly of how he defends well. Right, two-way and player. He, he doesn't take any crazy shots. He takes good shots. He's got that quick release, so ne- a shot is never really bad for him. Mm-hmm. But he has been playing off, like we said. You know, if you run through Steph, one of them are going to go off. It hasn't been Clay though, so I guess that's kind of the thing right now. But you know he can. You know a guy so that you can think score Warriors, 30 points in one quarter. So you, you think they do court. anything purposely in Game 4 tonight to try to get Clay rolling by I any could, chance? Yeah, I mean, I could see that. I mean, I don't know. I can't see... Steve Kerr kind of making that you as know, a point a to do first priority, but right. I, I could see it as part of the storyline. Here's the other thing I think that um, watch out tonight for Andre Ingadala because he they he, they got to get him in rhythm because in the next season in the next series he's going to be defending one LeBron James and he's always been that guy to like man up and take that challenge. What do you see? Um, how do you see the Warriors trying to defend LeBron with a guy like Ingadala when they can man up? Or is it a pure team thing, trying to funnel him the right way, things of that nature? Well, I mean, it's a half-team thing. I would kind of say it would have to be a fully healthy Iguodala with a combination of maybe a Draymond. But the thing with Draymond guarding LeBron is, for whatever reason, his first step 
is never as quick as LeBron's. And, you know, you've seen Draymond guard all kinds of superstars. But for whatever reason, he has trouble with LeBron's first step. So if Andre Iguodala isn't fully healthy, I would go with a combination of those two. But, okay. I mean, LeBron's playing GOAT level right now. What? Except, Not except last, last night, night. Donnie. Then let's score, get into yeah, this. Let's get into this. One, LeBron, you're right, and I completely agree. But here's the thing, yo. LeBron was a little salty last night after the he game, was. too. Listen, I, you know, listen. LeBron is the best player on the planet. Okay, LeBron is the best player on the planet. LeBron is the man. But check this out. When you're the man and you have an off night, you're not supposed to get salty like that, man. It looked as though the reporter actually kind of like affected him by asking him questions. You got to be above that, man. You got to be understanding that you can have a bad night and it's no big deal. It was a little bit weird to see him uh, allow himself to have his buttons pushed like that. Yeah, and honesty is our thing on fantasy freestyle. So I you will have it. to say that I did... If you can recall, I did have the Cavs sweeping the Celtics. Yes, yes. So I have to admit when I'm wrong. That's okay. That's okay. That's why, you know, we need the Night Owl to maintain that board for us. Yeah. So we could have all of our claims, you know. And here's my thing. All right, so let's get into this Eastern Conference. Obviously, you know, um, the Celtics do, in fact, get Game 3 without Isaiah Thomas. And that's where I want to go. Okay, I saw that they had a kind of even distribution of points. There was a lot of people that got into the act. And also... Also, honestly, the Celtics' defense was much better because they didn't have the liability of Isaiah Thomas at 5'9". Am, am, am I right? The defense was better and the kind of shared responsibility. Do you think that w- those were the key ingredients for the Celtics' win last night? Yeah, well, their defense is always good. But like you said, that off-ball defense, you know, a lot of people like to pick on Isaiah Thomas in the corner. Right. The Washington Wizards figured that out. Wasn't as easy to do. However, you cannot depend on Marcus Smart going for 30 points. He had That was his career high, I think, 27 last night. So you can't really... Uh, Avery Bradley has been playing on that kind of level, so if he got that, I would have kind of expected that playoffs-wise. He's been playing very well, but sure. I, if Marcus Smart, he's not, he doesn't tend to do that, so... I can't really depend on that, but if he does, I mean, he's a competitor, so I'm never going to rule that out. But All right, well, let's spin it forward, though. A lot of people are asking if the Seas can do this without Isaiah Thomas, if Isaiah Thomas is going to be coming back from hip surgery, which is in all likelihood, and he's going to be at age 30, he's still going to only be 5'9". Is he worth the max deal that the Celtics will have to offer him, or is it better, Donnie Burns, potentially, when you know you have the number one overall pick? Right, and you know that could be a guy like Markel Fultz or Lonzo Ball, and you can have that point guard this way, and you have room in your cap without Isaiah Thomas, you know, to try and make a move to get a guy like, say, a Jimmy Butler, say, a Paul George. I've been talking about Gordon Haywood. Is something like Fultz or Ball with you know two max guys and Al Harford a better configuration for the Celtics in the you know medium term future than being saddled with maybe and coming off injury thirty year old? 5'9 point guard who's making the max. What do you think? you think the Celtics could entertain this? I would ask those people uh, who got the Celtics to the number one seed in the Sure, I mean, the man scores 28, 29 points per game and goes off in the the fourth quarter. Now you're kind of just... That's their identity. If people were to say that, they're kind of nitpicking now because the hip injury. I say, here's the thing. The Celtics lack a secondary score. They know the 5'9 Isaiah Thomas is their only threat. I would... I would really go towards the Bulls. I'd try to get Jimmy Butler right. so they could have those two scores. 
Jimmy Butler is a great two guard, and that's probably where I would go. Maybe Paul George, but I would not entertain getting rid of Isaiah Thomas for a rookie that hasn't proved anything yet. While Isaiah Thomas just brought them to the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, I I I, I kind of agree with you, but here's the other thing I'll say on this is that. I think smart teams in the Eastern Conference need to organize themselves to be at their pinnacle in about two to three years, not now, okay? Because you're still going to run up against LeBron James. I think you need to be a team like the Wizards, like the Bucks, that are, you know, organizing themselves to really take their shot in two to three years when LeBron is not, like you said, at the GOAT level that he is right now. But we put that up as a poll question. Should the Celtics try to trade Isaiah Thomas, and is IT worth a max deal at age 30? coming off of what is likely going to be hip surgery when the Celtics have cap room and they have picks going on. Thank you to everybody who's out there voting at FNTSY Radio and at Spittin' Speeds. Right now, 56% of you, wow, this is that recency bias you talk about all the time, Donnie. 56% of you say yes, the Celtics should try to move That's who ridiculous. is now their That's heart ridiculous. and soul. He's basically their identity, their heart and soul, their MVP candidate. This is a guy who, in my opinion, is probably going to finish fifth in the NBA MVP voting and 56% of you say yes the Celtics should try to move it just goes to show you Donnie Burns we can get the listeners to vote absolutely anything coming up next here on the fantasy freestyle there's another basketball story I want to get into you with Don uh, real quick and it is hashtag free Ennis Ennis Cantor went through a huge weekend we also have a lot of audio to play from Ennis and some others and Donnie deep jewel 16 happened. I know you want to figure out how the 12-year-old fared. I have the answers to that and more coming up after the break here on the Fantasy Freestyle Speeds, the spitting statistician holding you down, helping you win your leagues and win that cash on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, with the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Of course, shout out to our sports byline affiliates around the country and with the American Forces Radio Network around the world. Getting a little taste of home from your boy Speeds here as we help you win that cash. Yo, I said that I wanted to talk about another big story in the NBA, and I got my man the Night Owl with me, JP, holding it down on the ones and twos. So hot that we sweat steam. I don't know if you saw this, JP, but um, Enos Cantor. Uh, big man for the Oklahoma City Thunder. He is a uh, Turkish guy. He is in the past. He has been outspoken against uh, the Turkish government. And uh, he was doing a basketball camp in Indonesia. And he actually was fleeing the Turkish officials. The Tur- Turkish police were going after him. Then he was in the Romanian Romanian airport and his passport was confiscated and he was detained in Romania because of his outspoken views on the Turkish government. He, you know, had some videos, had some tweets um, throughout his ordeal, was eventually allowed passage, was released eventually allowed passage back to America through uh, London and this was all on his 25th birthday. Night Owl, I think we have a 
a little bit. He came on and he was on Outside the Lines earlier today talking about how it is for him and now how he can't even talk to his family because um, he has been outspoken and how he is now a target of the authoritarian Turkish government. A night owl. We got some of that clip from uh, Enos Cantor today on Outside the Lines. Can we play that now? just wanted to say we are in Romania and they said they canceled my passport by a Turkish embassy. You know, they've been holding us here for hours by these two police. And then he's going and actually showing the police uh, there on his know, uh, Twitter feed. The reason behind it is just, of course, my political views. And the guy who did it is, you know, the Recep Tayyip Erdogan, the president of Turkish uh, Turkey. And, uh, you know, just you guys know him by, you know, he's attacked the people in uh, Washington. He's a bad, bad man. He's a dictator and he's the uh, Hitler of our century. So so obviously in his canter, having some having some strong having some strong views on that. He was then on, you know, he said he wanted to tell his story, in fact, and he was on outside the lines today on ESPN. And we have a little bit of audio from that as well that we're working on getting for you. So I'm telling you, I think it's very, you know, it's just we live in these authoritarian times, man, and uh, this idea of what free speech really is and if it's extended to athletes. You know, Enos Cannon was kind of using his platform to speak out against some of the things that were going on in his home country. And, um, you know, really, this is an extreme state, an extreme step that was happening. He was detained in the airport. I wonder if they thought it was like just that they were like kind of exercising power did they know who he was or not is kind of my question we'll get into that with the night owl but we also have other audio from enos today talking about just kind of how it is and why he has to kind of not even be in touch with his family check this out okay um so it sounds like we can't we 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 don't have that just yet but that's what he was saying in essence that um you know he can't talk to his parents and now even his family is kind of um you know basically bullied back at home jp let me ask you real quick here my night owl do you think that like this was a strategic kind of power play or did they like not really know who he was and now they had kind of have egg on his face because he is this public figure what do you think my man i think they definitely knew who he was okay I think it's like it's definitely more of that than just like a random occurrence for sure all right, for sure. So, uh, you know, we'll keep an eye on that. Hashtag free Ennis. I was following it all weekend, and I definitely wanted to share that with you. He is back safe and sound. But we real interesting times we live in, and you know how we do here on the Fantasy Freestyle. Um, you know, we keep you plugged in. As my man Donnie Burns says, we spit nothing but truth. The truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth. No fake news here on the Fantasy Freestyle. But we also keep the fun in functional sports talk radio. And one of the things we have been talking about, I think Night Owl, we talked about it with you once as well. You remember how we mentioned um, 12-year-old Momo, how she was going to be in this UFC fight. She is a 12-year-old girl, and she uh, had her fight against a 24-year-old opponent this weekend a lot of people here in america were saying we're completely outraged that you know this youngster was in essence fighting in a sanctioned way and then i said late last week how there is no outrage in japan about this in fact she has um over a hundred uh amateur fights already and that she's like being trained in a specific gym that is like looking for prodigy prodigies so this uh this event took place over uh, over the weekend in Japan. Deep Jewel 16, it's called. Hey, Night Owl, you care to make a prediction? What happened to the 12-year-old girl? Oh, 
I, I, I'm, I'm hoping personally that she won. I so mean, you were cheering for her. You're riding with yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. You're thinking she won. You're hoping she won at least. What was the result? Uh, she won in the first round by a rear choke. She submitted her opponent in the first round. She won by first round wow. knockout. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, Momo, Momo was training six times a week. You know, she already has over a hundred fights in like jujitsu and kickboxing, and uh, there were some front kicks involved. But yo, Momo immediately, immediately took over and won by a rear rear chokehold. Um, if you go on my Twitter feed, you will see I had the link to it. But then in that article, there are some videos. People out there, if you're listening to Fantasy Freestyle, there are some, some videos of her of this 12 year old literally choking the life out of her opponent. Um, you know hey if you if you if you're into that sort of thing um but what i ask for i gotta ask you this um night owl momoko yamazaki who was the 24 year old who was choked out by a 12 year old in the first round gotta be like the worst look ever right yeah i can't imagine coming back from that that's pretty bad that's pretty that's gotta be really bad i actually think that now moving forward for anything that happens on the fantasy freestyle that is like really really bad i think we need to call it a yamazaki i think that needs to be the nickname of anything that's just absolutely horrible if you are now like blunt guts trash i call you a yamazaki because you got choked out by a 12 year old girl what do you think fitting nickname very fitting nickname. All right, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. I think it's fitting. I don't know if anybody else does. You know, Donnie Burns before did not think it was fitting that the Celtics would trade Isaiah Thomas, but now we have the poll question up, and 57% of you do in fact think that the Celtics should try and look to trade their best scorer, their best offensive weapon, 5'9 MVP candidate Isaiah Thomas. Um Keeping it moving, though, here on the Fantasy Freestyle, there's a couple of other clips that I want to play for you guys. We talked about last week um, how Tom Brady, you know, how Tom Brady's wife, Giselle, said that, uh, you know, he was dealing with a concussion last year and that he had numerous concussions that he didn't tell anybody about. And then, you know, the Patriots, the NFL was worried about this because the Patriots did not report it on their injury report at any point last year. Another kind of reason to think, huh, are the Patriots hiding things? But I digress. Another thing that happened to Tom Brady over the last week or two is that he was named to be the cover boy of the Madden game coming up this year. And he's going to be at, at 40 years old. He will be the oldest person to grace the Madden cover. And as you know, there has been something called the Madden curse for a long time. Well, Tom Brady is not scared of any curse. In fact, he put together a little video to show how scared he's not dealing with some other superstitions. Do we have that now, Night Owl? All right, let's, uh, let's get into Tom Brady and how he's not scared of the Madden curse real quick. I wanted to let you know that I'm going to be on the cover of Madden NFL 18. Now, I've heard there are some of you out there who might be worried about something called the Madden curse. There's no such things as curses. It's a total myth, okay? I feel like you're not really getting it. Broken See? plates, broken mirrors. All it's all good. He's walking under a ladder. No bad. No luck. curse. All good. We got this. All right, so here's the question. The question remains, 
I don't know if I tempt fate here if I'm Tom Brady, okay? Apparently, he's had some unreported concussions. And I actually believe, and you heard me talking about this during the football season. Night Owl, I'd love to get your take on this. I think that, yeah, okay, Tom Brady is doing his thing. He's talking about how he wants to play until he's 45 or 50, whatever the hell it is. But here's the thing. It 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 happens quick for quarterbacks when they get too old, okay? He is going to fall off a cliff one of these years in terms of his performance. I'm not saying it's going to be this year per se, but I under, I don't understand why tempt fate when it comes to this. I don't know. You don't want to throw the Madden curse on top of it. That arm has never been the strongest. I would not want to uh, spit in the wind of the Madden curse. What do you think? Well, I mean, he's at 40, so just like you're That's saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, tempting, tempting fate's definitely something. But then again, think about adding to that legacy if he goes at the Madden curse and he's breaking mirrors What legacy? Dude is, already, dude is already won, you know, five Super Bowls. He's already on par with every, like, you know, with Montana, and that's about it. Um, the epic comeback of this year, his model wife. Like, I think his legacy is pretty well written. You've got a good point. You've got a very good point right Yo, there. Yo, that's why I'm speed to spitting statistician. That's what I do. Another thing we're going to hear in the next couple of months, not only are we going to hear about people being in the greatest shape of their life, we're going to hear about potential opportunities for a guy named Colin Kaepernick, okay? Now, last week, even Ryan Fitzpatrick signed. Obviously, Jake Cutler is already in the booth, leaving pretty much only Colin Kaepernick and RG3 as, you know, kind of big-time names that are out there still without a job when the music stops. We heard that Kaepernick was possibly getting targeted by the Seattle Seahawks. I told you I thought that was, in fact, a good fit. But it sounds like, you know, maybe there's some blackballing going on, some collusion going on against Colin Kaepernick. What he needs is a friend. And now we have a friend. Vernon Davis, former teammate, actually come out, came out, was interviewed by TMZ, and actually came out with some supportive language for Colin Kaepernick. Hey, Night Owl, do we have that clip as well? Yeah, we got it. That's what the night owl is on, bro. Who, who, who? That's why he's up all night here, whether it's Temple or here in New York City at Rock and Riley's in Studio 34. Let's hear Vernon Davis, you know, with some words of support for the blackballed Colin Kaepernick. Colin's a great guy. I, I never really had any issues with him. He's a great guy. He's always been stand up, classy, um, just a true gentleman. Now I ask you, is this like great really teammate. a great endorsement? Really Check it out. Keep listening. Him, and I know that he's a he's an extremely hard worker. He'll outwork anyone, anyone, any day. Uh, that's what I've always loved about him is that he always come to work. He gives 110 percent all day, every day, um, hands down. But um, yeah, he's a great guy. Can he still play football? Yeah, I think. Yeah, he seems like he can still. Play. Note there was a pause yeah, he's there. Fast. He can. He can throw. He can. I mean, he, he does it all. He does it all. He's a, I mean, he's one of those guys that you want on your team. So check this out. Here's my question for you. That seemed like some real basic boilerplate kind of compliments. Do you think that he really believed that or he just was in a position where he like had to say something nice about the guy? I don't know. I mean, like, if you're going out of your way to talk about it, you must have some strong opinions on it, right? I don't know if he went out of his way. I told you, that came from TMZ. Maybe they just rolled up on Vernon Davis, you know, and caught him, and he had to say something about it. I think that, it like, he gave him very generic praise, like, oh, uh, yeah, he's a hard worker. Yeah, I'd want him on my team. And here's the thing. A, I don't think it was a ringing endorsement. B, if you're in the position that Colin Kaepernick is in right now, would you, in fact, want your endorsement to come from 
from another black guy whose nickname is VD? I don't know. What do you think, Night Owl? You think that's uh, the way to go for Cap? I think any any endorsement he can get right now is what he needs. All right, all right. We'll see. Yo, check it out. When we come back, here's what we're going to do. We're going to tie a nice, neat little bow up on this. And coming up next on the on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network is Fantasy First Look. These are guys that you also need to listen to. And if you're not on one of our sports byline affiliates, what you need to do is download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. This way you get all of our programming 24-7 for free, including Fantasy First Look. Coming up next with Frank Stanfield, Mike Florio, and my man, the fantasy Jesus, Joe Galina. I'm going to be back right after the break to tie a nice, neat little bow on this episode of the Fantasy Freestyle. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds, the spitting statistician, hot like fire on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You know what it is. We are back at the Fantasy Freestyle here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Tying a nice, neat little bow on this episode until Fantasy First Look comes your way. Frankie Stanfield and the Fantasy Jesus, Joe Galena. Let me ask you, let me ask you, Joe, coming in. Let me ask you something. I got Donnie Burns producing the show sometimes, and I got my man Chris Bavona producing the show sometimes. I think I'm going to ask, I'm going to challenge them to see which one of them can do better production, okay? Because if they go back on the episode right before the Kentucky Derby, they will have audio of me picking Always Dreaming to win the Kentucky Derby. If they go back to Friday's show, they would have me saying that the exacta that they needed was Classic Empire and Cloud Computing for the Preakness. So do you think that do you think that Donnie Burns or Chris Bavona would be better to put that together in a nice new little commercial promo for the Fantasy Freestyle? Night Owl, JP, I know you're in there. Well, I'm, I'm trying to pit one against the other, you know, in my manipulative mind. Who do you think would be able to put that together best for Dane Martinez, speeds the spitting statistician, on the Fantasy Freestyle? This is Joe Galina, the Fantasy Jesus. He's giving me a look like he doesn't want to get involved. He doesn't want to know because, you know, hey, both of these guys got to take care of them from 8 to 10 on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network at Fantasy First Look. Joe, what do you think? What do you think, my friend? You know, I'm going to take the middle road. Oh, I see. You know, you, th- you knew that was coming, right? I, yeah, I, mean, I did. I did. You know, I did. They, they both have such talent that both of them together. They do. They do. Well, well, I am laying down the gauntlet. All I know is I want a promo because I picked that. That's how I do. I help people win that cash. Next Stay tuned. tell me too, all right? Absolutely. Stay tuned for the Fantasy Jesus and my man Frankie Stanfield. Come Coming up next on Fantasy First Look, real quick, I want to go around the league for you. Orioles already all over the Twins, 5 nothing in the third inning. Royals up on Michael Pinata, 2-1 in the bottom of the third. Rockies up 3 nothing on the Phillies already after three. In Cincinnati, the Reds up 2 nothing on the Indians, and the Rays up 2-1 on the Anaheim Angels of Anaheim. That in the third inning. And then we had that poll question real quick. Unbelievable, Frankie Stanfield, that 58% of our listeners say that the Celtics should engage in trying to trade Isaiah Thomas in the offseason. I understand he's coming up hip surgery. I understand he may not be a max guy at 5'9", but where else are you getting that 28 points a game and the identity of your club? We're talking about it tomorrow. We'll see if the Spurs are still in season or not. I'm your boy, Dane Martinez. Speeds the spitting statistician. We out of here. Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. See you tomorrow, guys.